Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work, the podcast that helps companies create a great workplace for all because it's better for people, better for business, and better for the world. I'm Christopher Tkachuk, the Chief Content Officer at Great Place to Work. Each week, we meet with great leaders who have helped their companies become better workplaces by focusing on their best asset, their people, who in turn help their organizations become more successful. Support for Better comes from DHL Express, the global market leader in international express delivery. Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work. We're coming to you today from the 2020 Great Place to Work for All Summit, and we're joined by Tim Richmond, the Executive Vice President and CHRO from AbV. AbV is a global research and development-based biopharmaceutical company committed to developing innovative advanced therapies for some of the world's most complex and critical conditions. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Chris. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And I wanted to start our conversation uh, mentioning that Great Place to Work just recently published a profile of AbV, which is called Why Good Enough is the Enemy of Great. And it explained, I'm going to hold it up for the uh, viewers who are actually watching the video version of this. You can see the cover of it. Uh, it's downloadable on our website as of, I think, yesterday or the day before. And it's a profile and that explains the history of AbV and, why it, and how it has created such a great workplace culture that has put it on the list of not only the 100 best companies to work for, but our world's best list as well. So congratulations for that, Tim. Thank you. You know, it's part of our story, becoming a new company in 2013. Mm -hmm. But it's also a story really of culture and how you can use culture as a differentiating factor in the talent uh, marketplace for attraction and retention. But I think also for us, that story really tries to emphasize culture as a driver of performance. And I think that's a nice story that we'd like to share with others. As a company that has been recognized on quite a few of our lists, you've seen how the rankings can change from year to year. Currently, uh, I believe you are at, what is it, number 87 on the 100 best, which was just announced last month. And on the world's best list, you rank at number 16. Yep. Um, you know, the world's best list is an incredibly difficult list to get on because the fact that the methodology is so different. Uh, a company has to appear on multiple national lists that are part of the global affiliate network of Great Place to Work. And so because of the the presence that Abby has around the world and you know the success you've had at creating such a consistent experience for all of your employees globally is why you're getting recognized in all these different countries how, you know how do you manage uh, that many people over so many different places and you know with lots of different problems and or experiences and situations it's a great question and it is complex because in any market around the world you'll have a different sense of even who you are as a company in in our case not every medicine that we have is available in every market. And there's certain issues around access to medicines or what the payer environment might be like in a certain country. And so who we are as a company can vary in terms of product mix. And it could also vary because in some countries we might have a large manufacturing presence, but in other countries we do not. So one of the things that we really tried to do early on was to create this idea of a standard of what's, what it's like to work for AbV. And so one of my beliefs is it's important to set clear standards, clear expectations, give people a North Star, if you will, and then ask to hold them accountable to that with some enterprise-type concepts that you spread and you try and bring vertically integrated into a business. At the same time, what we've said is at this bottom up, we have we have uh, culture ambassadors effectively in every country around the world, right? And not only in every country, but in every department, in every manufacturing site, every laboratory, such that kind of this top-down enterprise view, but also this bottom-up, like what's important to you in country X or what's important to you in, in this department or this work group? And it's the togetherness of all those things that's really created, I think, a high standard for uh, AbV around culture and around leadership and around the environment and levels of engagement. 
which has allowed us, I think, to be really good in all those markets. We use Great Place to Work as a, a, a reference for us around how good we're doing in that journey and trying to set the right standard. And we really value that feedback because one of our aspirations is, you know, becoming a new company, part of it's just, hey, like, can we operate? Can we become a new company? Can we deliver uh, on our promise? And Great Place to Work allows us to think about it in the context of not just do you have the structure and do you have an enterprise, do you have a business, but can you set a high standard for culture? Mm-hmm. Can you set an expectation for leadership? And if you do that in all those places, you can feel pretty good. And this allows us to have that reference. Yeah. But it's one of the challenges that we face, which is being good as we need to be mm-hmm. in all those markets. But the aspiration really is to be a great place to work. Mm-hmm. So it's a higher level calling even. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a fun challenge for us. You know, I know even just I'll, I'll use uh, Ireland as a recent example, not just number one in their industry, mm-hmm but number one in the country of Ireland. Right. And it's a fantastic recognition for yes, us. Yes, exactly. When you mentioned the, the um, when you mentioned the global, um, uh, or I'm sorry, the, when you mentioned the culture ambassador program that you guys have, I, I, maybe you, do you call it a program or internally? It's certainly part of our culture initiative. Yeah. And part of it's just to create these agents, if you will, around the world. We try to do two things with the ambassadors. One is, first, we want to set a high expectation for the leaders but then also we wanted to activate at other levels to get this bottom-up approach. And so that's where the ambassador concept came in. And these these are folks who, this is not their full-time job. No. This is just in addition to whatever exactly title right. they have exactly across right. the entire organization. That's exactly right. So it's always okay. that person you have that's got that extra energy for what it's like to work here, that extra energy for making things better. But you're right. It's on top of their day job, their real job. Right. And so these are remarkable people who are helping us grow, but also giving of extra time and energy to and, do that. And how does somebody at AbbVie become a culture ambassador? Well, it starts at some level uh, by uh, raising your hand. I think in some cases, of course, we've probably dominated a few people. Mm-hmm. But uh, we uh, really have said to people, look, it's our expectation that you'll have a culture ambassador. And so they've gone through through their own process of identifying the right talent for whatever reason it might be. And we've got people at all levels. We have from the lowest level in uh, in the job grade hierarchy to even higher levels, we find this range. And all we try and do is harness that energy and and create some standards and some ideas and some concepts, but to harness that energy locally. And one of my best examples, there's a, uh, a group that we have that's within our R&D unit. Uh, it has to do with patient safety. It's an important part of our business. But that group, just to use an example, I was going to this culture ambassador meeting and they're all showcasing, you can imagine, around the room, right? Here's what we're doing in our group. And they're all very different. And they had done somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 different things related to culture in their work group. I probably wouldn't have prioritized any of the 40. Hmm. But you know what energized me and made me happy is that they did, and they did for themselves, and that's what they said was important to them. Hmm. And so our our activation through the culture ambassador was to give them freedom and opportunity to create what would make it a better culture in their view and in their eyes Mm -hmm. in their work group. And so all that matters is that it's working for them. You know, we're in the middle of having a podcast discussion. And what I think is really cool, and I learned about through uh, the work that I did uh, editing the uh, company profile that we published, was that you have your own internal podcast. Yes. And there's a number of companies that I've heard about that are doing this now. And that's kind of the thing of the past you know, few years. Can you tell me the story about how that podcast came about? You know, it's a great story from my perspective, because at least the first ones that I became familiar with were really led by an employee who said, hey, look, I want to talk culture and I want to create these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it became really a individual who raised their hand and said, I've got this capacity, I've got this uh, technology, and I've got this idea that's uh, using podcasts to tell our story can be much greater than the impact of 
a, a written communication or something you might find in some website because there is something relatable about a podcast, whether it's the leader being perhaps more authentic or just a different way to be viewed and seen uh, and way of stories to be told. And so podcasts for me, I've really grown to like them for uh, the vehicle that they can be to share your message, but also to bring a level of authenticity and realness and really personalize. You know, I can have a job title and you can think there's this hierarchy, but I hope at a podcast, you're just seeing me for who I am. And there's something that's really nice about that. Hmm. In addition to the list we've already mentioned, uh, I do want to point out the fact that AbbVie also appears on our list of the best workplaces for diversity. And, you know, I'm, because I don't work in biotech, I'm assuming that, um, like technology in general, that there is, tends to be a skew towards certain, you know, demographics. What has been a, the biggest challenge around diversity and inclusion at AbbVie? It's a great question. I always think it's probably not the one thing. It's all the things related to DNI. And mm-hmm. we put equality into that mix too. So we talk about it as equality, diversity, and inclusion. And mm-hmm. we want to be holistic in all each of those three elements. The biggest challenge for us is uh, continuing to grow our unfair share of the best talent that also happens to be diverse into all areas of our company. We do happen, happen to have quite, I would say, a strong sense of representation across the traditional demographics. Mm-hmm. But I always think that there's just never quite enough. And I think there's always something more that you want. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, so why culture and why, in our case, ED&I, uh, they're highly correlated in my mind. You, mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, you can't, I think, have people who would be attracted to come and join your company and stay and grow in your company if you don't have the right culture. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think for people who have lots of choices, for people who in our industry can work and be attracted to science, and we want to do that certainly, but also can be attracted to uh, the culture. I don't think you get ED&I if you don't have culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thing for me probably was just creating the talent engine. You know, mm-hmm. part of being the head of HR is to create this talent engine in our company at all layers that, that creates culture, but also creates high levels of representation. Mm-hmm. Our statistics are, are, are quite good in many ways. You know, we, we have, uh, we're a majority female company mm-hmm. and I don't know if people know that. So we have a majority of women in the United States and globally in our company wow. and something close to 48% though of our people leaders are women. This podcast is brought to you by DHL Express, the global market leader in international express delivery. Recognized globally on Great Place to Work's world's best workplaces list, DHL Express makes a positive contribution to the world by connecting people and enabling global trade while being committed to responsible business practices, purposeful environmental activities, and corporate citizenship. Learn more at DHL.com. You hit all the great, what we consider to be the the great lists that we uh, produce in partnership with Fortune, including the best workplaces for women and for millennials, which are our biggest lists that have at least 100 companies on them. And AbbVie scores pretty highly on all of those. It also is a great explanation for when someone says to you uh, or asks you the question, you know, how is it that you're able to create that great global culture? You look at, you know, you're, you're excelling at diversity, you're excelling at gender equality. You're excelling at, you know, making sure that every employee across whatever age group or age demographic is having a consistently great experience. So congratulations for that. Um, I want to sort of turn the conversation more towards the personal uh, nature and ask you, you know, in your time at AbbVie, what has been the singular best day that you've ever had at work? It's a great question. I think certain days do stick out. Certainly our first day as a new company sticks out. So January of 2013 is a day that I'll always remember. And I think partly it's just because the excitement of that 
opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we had far more questions than we had answers. But it was one of the great days because we had accomplished this launch of a new company. We had accomplished uh, so much about becoming together and becoming AppV. And we didn't know what it meant yet. But those are, those are days that I'll uh, never uh, forget uh, personally or professionally. And I think that uh, the other days that I'm most satisfied with my job is when you go back to the value of employee feedback. Mm -hmm. You see the impact that you're having and whether it's, you know, uh, we have our week of possibilities where every year thousands of our employees volunteer their time to make an impact in the community. Those are days that are bucket fillers. And we have this program when we know development is important for our employees. But every year in the first part of the year, we run a week called Learn, Develop, Perform something north of 20,000 of our employees participate. So putting a premium on development, putting a premium on growth uh, and advancement and highly correlated to culture, those are the days that for me are so satisfying because it's not because we've made some impact that was required and we all had to participate. No, this is volunteer activity, people who are signing up and saying, I want to participate. It's like my example with the ambassadors. Mm -hmm. You want to go fill your bucket? Go talk to a few of those folks and they'll tell you about what they've been doing and mm -hmm. say, we're really doing something here that's fantastic because we can talk about, and we do all the time, this impact on the patients that we serve. But I, I, I think that for me, it's about the impact we're having on our employees who, who are energized, focused, engaged, and really, to me, that's that's the best part of my job, being the head of HR for this company. That's great. Um, as part of doing the research for creating this profile of FV, I spoke with one of your um, your employees, uh, Shuba Karani, who's a solution architect. And she's also the member of one of AbbVie's employee resource groups, which is called the Asian Leadership Network. And when I asked her the question about what her best day was, she said it was the day during the Diwali uh, cel cel festival celebration, uh, I think it was last fall, where she had to get up on stage in front of hundreds of people and address the crowd. And she just said that she didn't feel confident in that she, enough to, that she could do that. She said that she typically is not someone who takes goes on stage and, and addresses people. But she said that the fact that she was able to get the uh, support and encouragement from her colleagues to get up there and do it. And she just said it, she filled her with so much energy and pride that she could do that, you know, and that's such a, a small thing. Mm -hmm. And then if that can really impact and change the, the experience for one person, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's a testament to the, the, uh, the great sort of culture that the employees have uh, created for, them, for themselves, not just from coming from the company. It was a nice story. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's a reflection of, you know, culture's hard. And you'll hear from lots of companies that, that it's difficult to do. When you, and you read externally about how culture is so difficult to change. And, but we've had this great energy from day one, which has been built on principles of inclusion, been print, uh, built on the principles of our ways we work, which is this idea about how we intend to operate together. Yeah, I was going to ask you to say, can you talk about the, the ways we work and what that means? Well, they were they were they were the original genesis of what it was going to be like to work at AV, and we we started with this idea of well, let's describe that culture. And just as you'd expect companies to do, we're, we're, you know, flip charting around the room and then uh, you know, we're, we're coalescing around certain things and, you know, scoring with your dots, you know, what are your preferences? And, and the outcome of that were these five ways we work. Now, I knew from the beginning and, and I said to our CEO, Rick Gonzalez, I said, we're going to do some things here that really are consistent with a talent philosophy that are going to make what you accomplish only equal to how you accomplish them. In other words, the high performing a jerk. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're going to make that unacceptable, mm -hmm. undesirable. And we're going to encourage the those people. of the world. Exactly. Right. We're going to, we're encourage them to either get on board or 
we're going we're gonna to decide that they're better off working somewhere else. And so from day one, the ways we work were our, our statement of how we intend to operate together. And we assess them equally with what you accomplish. So that's whether it's from a rewards perspective, an assessment perspective, development perspective, how matters. So each of our employees around the world gets scored on each of those five ways we work every year. So part of it's reinforcing, but part of it's also we're giving you feedback about how we see you demonstrate those. So from top to bottom, we've set a standard and we've been holding people accountable to that. And over time, what you see is the lightening of that environment such that much more, I think, positive and appropriate people leader behaviors. And what that does is drive engagement and satisfaction. And so to the example of you know, people putting themselves out there, feeling trusted, feeling supported, that's critically important. Mm-hmm. And I think setting a high standard for leadership is what can differentiate, again, from a good company to a great company. And that's where our aspiration is. I do want to uh, list for the uh, for the audience who's listening today what those five ways are. Um, so the five ways we work at AbV are all for one AbV, decide smart and sure, agile and accountable, clear and courageous, and make possibilities real. So you know those those sound like very vague you know descriptions about you know how you're going to measure performance, and to learn more about what those are, you have to read the the profile. So go to the, you do go to the website. It's a good it. plug. Yeah, um, I just got to drive pe- drive people to it. Right? <laughs> Otherwise, no, they're not going to find it. That's right. Um, so I want to go back to the podcast quickly, just because I think there's a really interesting story. Also, um, Evie is based in North Chicago, Illinois, and uh, very famously, the Second City comedy troupe uh, is in Chicago. Is from Chicago originally. And I want you to tell a bit about how the Second City folks got involved with AbV as part of that process, of the, the podcasting. Yeah, the first thing I would do is I would give a lot of credit to our uh, vice president of talent, Angela Lane. And she had this idea, again, about learn, develop, perform. Mm-hmm. The genesis of all that started with, we, we learned through employee feedback that the biggest driver of engagement we had in our company is development. And so we started talking about how do we create a culture of development such that Look, we can grow talent, we can, we can um, expand our capabilities, we can grow our capabilities. But also, if we do it right and do it well, we can also drive higher levels of engagement. And so that's where the LDP week came. And, learn, develop, uh, perform. Yes, and I, and I love, and I'll just do a little plug for it, you know, the idea of learn and develop are really critical. But don't forget the third part is the critical part. All in the service of performance. So that's why it's LDP. So all learning, development, in the service of performance. But we could, we could bring lots of content, and we do. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they did is said, look, we're going to have a whole week, and it's going to be global. And we're going to do podcasts. We're going to do different ways to engage our employees. We're going to have in-person sessions. We're going to have global uh, ways that people can, can sign up and participate. But then we also thought, let's bring in some external people, and let's, let's, let's find different ways to engage. And I, I give her credit. It was her idea. So on multiple occasions now, we've used Second City mm-hmm. to come in and and they, they did some hilarious things. They did, you, you know, YouTube. We had, this year we had LDP tube and they had all these funny vignettes and all these different yeah. things that we tried to actually make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. We tried to make it fun and irreverent. And so we would, they just, you should see it. These second city people are, are they, hilarious. Is it all on YouTube? I don't know that it's on YouTube. It's on our internal website. So uh, it's all internal video. It is. Oh, it is. So Tim, tell me about the, the genesis of the living the AVD principles. You know, it was a nice, again, you think about this progression and journey uh, as a company and now in our eighth year. I remember going to our CEO and saying, we do so many things well, right? We, we, we're building a brand, we're building higher levels of, of uh, expectations for performance and also culture. 
But I still think there's something perhaps that we're missing. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of things going on in communities around the world. And there were times I know employees would kind of turn and look around and say, well, what does my company think about that? And I said, I think there's an opportunity for an even stronger articulation of what it is that we stand for, what it is that we believe in. In his great way, he thought about it. And he said, you know, I think you're right. I think there is more that we can do. And why don't you just go about doing that? So we went through a process of working with our employees uh, at the senior level first, but then really all around the world to create this concept of what are these principles? If we were to have them, what would it say? What would we make a declaration of? And I'll just use one example, hmm. which is, again, related to diversity and inclusion. And in there it says, we treat everyone equally. Mm-hmm. And there's a comma. And then it says, with dignity and respect. And it's such a strong articulation. And what I always say to people around the world, world uh, our employees, when I'm talking to them and I'm sharing this detail and trying to you know, make them resonate even stronger for them, is I say, you know, when we say that, I hope you understand that we're actually talking about you. And that was part of the reason for doing it. So whether it was making an impact in our community, whether it was operating with integrity, but this idea of these principles are a strong articulation. And we knew that the best companies are willing to say that and be clear and courageous about, we believe these things. And it's something that my hope is that, you know, a hundred years from now, when someone walks into an AbbVie building mm-hmm. and they see the words on the wall, they'll know it's not just the words on the wall. They know it's a, uh, something that we all believe in, that we're passionate about. And, and if you're going to work at AbbVie, you have to believe the same things too. Mm, great. Well, Tim, thank you. It's been a great chat. Uh, I want our listeners to go to our website to not only download the profile, but you'll be able to find video from Tim's maid stage appearance here at the summit that he'll be doing later this, uh, this afternoon. I look forward to it, Chris. Yeah. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Better by Great Place to Work. The producers are Lizelle Festejo and Katie Van Geffen. Audio and video production is by Resonate Recordings. Better is generously sponsored by DHL Express, the global market leader in international express delivery. Tell us about your great workplace experience by finding us on social media. We can be reached on Facebook and LinkedIn at Great Place to Work and on Twitter and Instagram at GPTW underscore US. Also tell your friends about Better, which can be found wherever you download your favorite podcasts.